This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakito and Bob Weeks. Welcome to Golf Talk Canada in prime time. Thank you, World Cup, for pushing us <laughs> into a Tuesday evening time slot. Hope wherever you are listening to this program, it is still sunny. You had some played a little golf today. It's been some decent golf weather here. We got some great golf ahead of us. Two majors going on this week, and uh, joined in studio today by Adam Scully, producer Adam Scully, as our boss Mark Zacchino is. Uh, well, he looked like he played Royal Troon today. He's he over played Scotland. Royal Troon in 28 degrees Celsius. How about that? It looked like Florida out there. I think this world is really messed up. Yeah. Well, and the <laughs> forecast from the rest of the week, it's 25 and sunny. I know he actually had to. Um, he had to do a little search to find out which of those clubs over there allowed shorts because ah. some of them are. You know, some of them still you have to wear knee socks and things. Yes. So he could have been playing in shorts. There was a couple of pictures mm. from Troon to, Troon today, Royal Troon, I should say, and yep. uh, where his first stop was, and it looked pretty darn nice out there. I actually wore uh, knee-high socks uh, at uh, Royal Portrush uh, three years ago, but but that was just by choice. That that wasn't you didn't have to wear those. That was just a, a fashionista move on my part. The last time I can remember going way back, maybe like late '80s, early '90s, <laughs> to a day at Brantford oh. Golf and Country Club, and we showed up wearing oh yeah plus fours and no we showed up like yeah <laughs> wooden sticks at the mashy niblick. Um, no, we had to go into the pro shop and buy knee really? socks because we weren't allowed to wear the short ones. And uh, oh, that guy who the pro I don't even remember who the pro was that maybe. maybe Guy John Anderson, maybe? Yeah. Anyway, I think he must have made a fortune. He more, must have sold more knee socks than any <laughs> pro in, in Canada, but those days are gone. But anyway, Mark Sacchino is away. Uh, he's enjoying a fine time with a gang of uh, of his local yahoos over there. <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll catch up with him next week here on the radio and also on television. He's still actually, he taped the television show before he left, so you'll see that. Um, you'll see him this week on Golf Talk Canada mm-hmm. TV. We have a busy show here today. We are um, going to do a bunch of stuff. There's, as mentioned off the top, there are two majors going on, the LPGA and the Senior Men's Open. U.S. Senior Men's Open is on. There's also uh, the PGA of Canada Championship mm-hmm. going on over at Credit Valley. And a little bit later, we're going to talk to Brian Decker, who used to be the media director for McKenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada. And he is now up at Osprey Valley, which is a wonderful golf facility just north of Toronto. The only, I mean, I don't know, can't think, there's a couple, three-course facilities. Spring Lakes, I guess, has mm-hmm. that. But uh, three courses up there. Um, they are going to host, for the first time in a number of years, a PGA Tour Canada stop up there a little mm-hmm. bit later. So we'll find out all about that. Uh, we're going to hear from Bubba Watson. We're going to hear from Jim Furyk. We're going to give away another round at Muskoka yes. Bay for some lucky listener out there so if you keep uh keep tuned in here we will have you um have you give you a chance to answer a trivia question to uh, win around at muskoka bay at some point a little bit later on we're also going to hear from mason dennison who is the guy behind the footwear golf footwear at adidas now there's a lot more that goes into footwear than you think <laughs> including his story he's going to tell you a neat story yeah. about eight hours they spent with cameras watching justin rose walk <laughs> around and play golf 
That's uh, all coming up a little bit later. Why don't we kick things off, however, Mr. Scully, with a little bit of news and headlines. News and headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and seven U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines, flying refined. Uh, Just before I get into that, um, you played golf today. I did play golf today. And tell us where you played, because it's I, worthwhile. I played at Beacon Hall today. Every golf game is worthwhile, but Be- Beacon Hall is a spectacular golf game. I did. I played at Beacon Hall with a good friend, uh, Brendan Black, who got a hole-in-one today. Wow. And not just any other hole-in-one. He got a hole-in-one on the same hole for the third straight year. I thought you were going to say third straight day. No, no. <laughs> third, three straight years. So he's actually had a hole-in-one at Beacon Hall for four consecutive years. Wow. And he has said that he has a, a, a steak dinner bet with this friend saying whoever has a hole-in-one has to pay for a steak dinner. So for four straight years, Jeez. he's receiving a steak dinner. That's pretty amazing. And I must say, as he said, we had this Spieth Greller celebration where he jumped into my arms and we both wooed pretty loudly after the <laughs> hole-in-one. So as a slam dunker to No, so, so as he said, he hit, hit it a little heavy, but it, it hit a slope and... Uh, Rolled right in. So. You watch it? You saw it go in? We saw it go in. He said, That's oh, pretty cool. Pretty good. Looked pretty good. And bam! That's and then cool. uh, we went ballistic, and the whole golf course probably hurt us. And <laughs> It wasn't uh, like the James Hahn one. Done the no, weekend, that was n- not a slam dunk. Right that was fly. impressive. That was impressive. I've seen a few of those when I've been covering tour events, and uh, I saw Don Coe Jones once, and it actually like ripped the cup out. They had to come in and really? change the cup. Really? Uh, really? So, so I was surprised sometimes that that's what happens, but not this time. But... Um, Congratulations. That's a uh, that's pretty nice. And did you get? I guess you didn't. Couldn't have a drink. No, you no, no. I was well behaved. Uh, <laughs> had 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 a water and a burger and uh, some range time. And uh, now I'm here <laughs> sitting with you. So. All right. Yep. Well, topic to news. Um, Phil Mickelson made his first public appearance oh. since his uh, flame out at the U.S. <laughs> Open, and of course he issued a release or a message, I guess, a couple of days ago, where he apologized and he was at the. Um, sort of a media day, skills day for the KM, KMPG or KPMG uh, US or PGA Championship, mm-hmm. KPMG Women's PGA Championship, and he is of course sponsored by KPMG. So he showed up there and did a little uh, dog and pony show. But he also issued or spoke to uh, to the media there and said it took me a few days to kind of let my anger and frustration of the whole thing subside to where I could see clearer that it wasn't the greatest moment. And since I apologized, the best thing I can do now is help promote the game in a positive way, which is why I'm here today. And I like the, the best line. He said, you know, do you think it'll stick uh, with you? He said, you know, I'll probably hear for this f- for some time, but hopefully at some point we'll be able to laugh about it. Uh, what do you think? Well, I know when Jordan Spieth saw the moment, he, he said he laughed. Yeah. He said he actually laughed out loud. Jason Day said he didn't like the moment. This this is a black eye in 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 a black eye in Phil's career. I got to say, you know, like this this is just not a good moment. This is just a brain fart, really. That that he ran and and he said enough with this and hit the ball. And I think he should have been DQ'd. Uh, I really do. It was it was a breach in golf, and it just it wasn't a good moment for our sport. Yes, a lot more eyeballs are are watching it now with with uh, what what went on. And I think even for Phil. Yes, he spoke to the media after on on Saturday after the third round, but he didn't on Sunday, which I thought was a I little. I was standing there waiting for. Yeah, him. yeah. So I, I mean, I'm sure you weren't happy about that. Obviously, the media outlets they they, they want to tell a story, especially after Phil one putts the same green the next day and acts like he's won the Masters, right? Yeah. So uh, definitely a, a weird moment. What did you think the whole moment? 
I think there were three mistakes. I think the first one was Phil running after it and hitting the ball. Yeah. That's mistake number one. Yeah. Mistake number two is coming off and making up this cockamamie story, which he's admitted now was a cockamamie story, about, um, you know, I was smarter and I didn't. I wanted to save the penalty, uh, get the two strokes and do it that way. Yeah. And the third problem I have is that the USGA didn't invoke the right rule, in, in my opinion, and, and DQ it. Yeah. Because it was certainly a blatant disregard for the rules and yeah. the spirit of the game. And I think at that point... You probably should get DQ'd. But, again, it's like I was saying before. It's like basketball. Basketball is the perfect example. LeBron James doesn't get called all the fouls. He should just because he's LeBron James. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same thing that happened to Phil here. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, as he mentioned after, he was trying to take advantage of the rules the best he didn't know. He broke the rules. So. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's right. It, it'll be interesting to see how Phil is perceived for the rest of the year. And, and uh, yeah. All right, we uh, moving on. Fred Couples, the uh, U.S. Senior Open is on. Fred Couples is playing, but he basically thinks that he's maybe got a few tournaments left mm-hmm. in his career. His back is so bad, he said it hurts him to putt more than anything. When he yeah. bends over, he can't stand upright. Yeah. He's had all sorts of surgeries and all sorts of things done to his back over the years, and he just thinks that it may just be time. He's 58 years old. And it just may have run out of time. Well, he's only played two uh, two events on the PGA Tour Champions this year. He did make the cut at the Masters, though. Of course, but of course. he was wearing a, a back brace, uh, and you, you could clearly see he was he was not comfortable with that. Uh, and as we saw with Tiger's back issues, putting hurt the most because it's bending over, right? Right. So, uh, I mean, maybe Freddie can talk to Tiger about some spinal fusion surgery. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, feel for Freddie. He's had such a great career, and he's been, he's been another great spokesperson for the game of golf. It's amazing how with limited play, how good he. He still is, yeah. you know, like you said, make them cut at the Masters, which yeah. is, is just <laughs> remarkable. <laughs> and of course, we uh, noted the passing of two greats, two World Golf Hall of Fame players, Peter Thompson, a five-time Open Championship mm-hmm. winner, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Hubert Green, yes. who was I, I, a two-time major champion, won a U.S. Open in the 70s and then a PGA Championship, and the U.S. Open was at Southern Hills. Now Hubert is uh, is Jewish, and he got some uh, he got some death threats on the last day. He was playing. The police came to him before he teed off and said that we've had uh, a threat from a guy who has said that he will shoot you on the golf course today. Wow! During the last round, so imagine having that over your head. And he went out and he won the U.S. Open, <laughs> and um, that's an amazing story. He uh, he that's died remarkable. of throat cancer. Oh. Um, which he had had for for some time, but a wonderful guy. Mm-hmm. Got a chance to meet him just a couple times. Mm-hmm. Had uh, just very gracious, yeah. like a lot of the older guys are. Sort of yeah. when their careers are oh. over a little bit, they're they're very gracious, and uh, and it was uh, sad to see him go. But uh, they both lived pretty full mm-hmm. lives for sure. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Bubba Watson, and the question I'm going to throw out to you and to the listening audience Ooh. is: Do we? underestimate the talent of Bubba Watson when we're looking at major championships because he doesn't seem to get the mentions that uh, a lot of players do, and yet he might be in that crowd. We'll discuss that, and we'll hear from him with our own Mark Zucchino when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit tailormadegolf.ca to switch today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Weeks 
and Scully in Studio Zucchino across the pond playing a little golf in Scotland for the week. <laughs> and uh, he will be back here in this seat next week when we uh, rejoin you. But uh, for today, you're stuck with us, too. <laughs> oh, well. So, uh, yeah, but... <laughs> Having said that, we are going to hear from Mr. Zacchino right now because we we had the uh, he was down covering the Travelers Championship yep. for Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio, and he got to interview the winner of the champion the Travelers Championship, Mr. Bubba Watson. So why don't we hear from that right now? Bubba, congratulations! Awesome day. What is it about TPC River Islands? You just love this place. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been good to me. Um, you know, it's it's one of those sh- I can see the shots. We all all the guys like it because you can see the shots, you can shape the shots. It comes down to putting and getting up and down when you when you uh, miss the green. But um, you know, the tee shots for me, a lot of it sets up well for me. Uh, and then it comes down to sure if I can just make a few putts. And on the back nine today, I made a lot of putts. Obviously, a closing birdie is huge. But congratulations coming in here from JB Holmes. Obviously, a closing birdie is massive, but you said up and downs. Up and down on 15, I thought was massive. Oh, for sure. The up and down on 15, um, you know, it's one of those where it could get away from you. If somehow you hit the bunker shot a little hard, you know, they've shaved it so it could roll down in the water. So for me to pull that off and get it into a, the, uh, I wanted the uphill putt, and that's where I could be aggressive with it, and that's where it ended up, and, and it worked out. And then holding the one on 10. Um, Got over the green there on 10 and somehow hold the shot, and that got the momentum going. I was like, wait a second, you know, we just got lucky there, so let's keep it going. Before we let you go and let you celebrate with your family, now three wins this season. There's lots of golf to go. We have majors, we have playoffs, we have a Ryder Cup. This could be a really big Bubba year. Yeah, for sure. You know, the FedEx Cup. I think I moved, uh, I think, third on the FedEx Cup, they just told me. Um, so that's always key, you know, making sure you can get in those playoffs and get far up there so that you have a shot at it. I mean, that's a big trophy at the end of the year. That'd be nice to win. Congratulations, Bubba. Fun to watch. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. That's Bubba Watson with our Mark Zucchino talking about his win at the Travelers Championship, and that was win number 12 uh, on the PGA Tour for Bubba Watson. Included in that list of wins, uh, two Masters Championships, 2012-2014, and two World Golf Championship Mm -hmm. events. So he has stepped up and won some big events. Um, But if you look at his major record, (laughs) it's not all that great besides those two wins. Uh, Matt, the Masters, he's got uh, two wins and a tie for fifth. The U.S. Open, he's missed the cut five of the last seven years, including this past year. The British Open, his best finish is a tie for 23rd. Uh, last year, he was tied for 27th. And the PGA Championship, he does have a second. In fact, he lost in a playoff to Martin Keimer, that three-hole aggregate playoff back in 2010. Mm-hmm. He went 3-3-6. Keimer went 4-2-5. He lost 11-12. But besides that... Uh, he missed the cut again last year, but last year was kind of that write-off year. With yeah. uh, he had that weird sickness that he still won't reveal. Lost and, twenty-five pounds and had the Volvic ball. And the ball, yeah. Which yes. I think he won't say bad things about it. <laughs> no. But let's let's be honest here. Yeah. I think he's playing a lot better with that Titleist mm-hmm. ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but why do you think he doesn't get the kind of cred that maybe he should get? when you're talking about big names having big years. Well, it is interesting. And looking at the numbers uh, since 2010, uh, Bubba's tied for third of guys who have won. uh, Most wins. Most wins. So you got DJ at 16, Rory at 14, and Bubba and Jason Day at 12. And and you watch Bubba and and you think he'd be a fan favorite. You know, he can shape shots both ways. And and with the pro tracer, he's just, he's almost must-see TV because you can see the ball go low, low, high, and right, left. And then there's times he just doesn't look very interested 
Like if he makes a couple bogeys in a row, he gets mad at his caddy Teddy Scott and starts yelling at him. And and there are times when when the the switch just flicks on and off. I, there was a time uh, a number of years ago where he uh, he lost it uh, over in Europe over their um, their usage usage of cell phones. Um, and nowadays, um, you know, everyone. Uh, in the in the crowd can just pull out their cell phone and, and film anything. So um, I know he's had trouble going overseas before and, pl- and seeing his game translate over there. Uh, but now that he has three wins this year, we're, we're going to have to start looking at him for the Open Championship, for Player of the Year, for the PGA Championship, for the, for the FedEx Cup. How about World Golf Hall of Fame? Well, if he had 12 Qualified, wins, yeah, 12, 12 wins, wins two and two majors... It's pretty good. There's sort guys of, with yeah. less than that in there. And I'll yeah. tell you, he's not done yet, even though he says he wants to try and... Uh, I think wrap up his career earlier than a lot of guys say that. I don't know if they actually do that, but he wants to spend more time with his family. Yeah. Of course, his wife is right here from Toronto. She's a local gal, and mm-hmm. she often plays. Last two or three years, she's played at the um, in the pro am yep. with her dad at the at the Canadian Open, mm-hmm. the RBC Canadian Open, and she's an athlete in her own right. Mm-hmm. Um, nice gal, and and I I've never had a problem with Bubba. I know other journalists who have had tough times interviewing. I've always found him to be really gracious, very open, mm-hmm. uh, very forthright, uh, honest, and and I, I don't mind I don't mind the guy, and I think. Maybe sometimes we uh, we kind of underestimate him a little bit. Absolutely, and and we saw what he what he did for the game. This would have been a number of years ago with those golf videos with uh, with Ricky Fowler and golf Hunter Mahan, the golf yeah. boys, and Ben Crane. That was just amazing for golf to see these guys who never really show all that much personality on the golf course. <laughs> and this is what you really see: you see Bubba with uh, with overalls on and no tarp on under. You got the chest hair going everywhere and and lip syncing some music. So it, it, it'd be cool to see um, a guy like Holiday Bubba. Day at Sang Moon Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should do a similar. I got a drippy faucet in my stewy stewy sink. <laughs> wow, I think I think we should do a a golf talk Canada golf boys. Uh... So the story with those golf boys videos yes. is that that those guys paid for the whole thing themselves. Really? Bill put up all the money. Yeah, really? they uh, they wanted to go and do it. They just decided they were going to have fun. And the second one apparently was even more. Uh, expensive than the first one, but they uh, they just absolutely loved it. They, I, I can imagine it. And now Bubba's up to uh, 13th in the world. So it, it will be interesting to see, because um, you would think his game is perfect for a British Open. Yeah, because he can but, shape it both ways. But, he can hit it as low or as high as you want him want him to. And and uh, and he can hit his driver. He's got that he can hit a bullet. So yeah, he's, you know, he's just never really kind of punched through there. I know, as you said, he doesn't. His game doesn't travel, but he's going to have to learn how to travel. Because remember, remember a couple of years ago, he went to France and he was like yeah. saying the disparaging thing, like yeah. everybody speaks French here or something. Okay, of course they do. <laughs> but but the uh, well, I'm joking about that line. But uh, he he was a little uncomfortable as an yeah, American yeah. in Paris. But this year he'll be going back for the Ryder Cup. Yeah, all, oh, almost for sure. guaranteed yeah. now. And I think that was something that he loves. Remember the last Ryder Cup, he actually put himself in as an assistant captain after. Right. Being a captain's pick, yeah. he wanted to get along. He loves that competition, so um, we'll get a chance to see if he, he likes it in France. The, it, the French Open, by the way, is on yep. this week, so some of the uh, I know Justin Thomas is mm-hmm. over there. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's an interesting spot, but it'll be interesting to see how he does over there this time around. And and on Bubba at the Ryder Cup, uh, we'll see quite uh, quite an audience, obviously, for the first tee. And back at Medina, he was one of the guys. Him and Ian Poulter were pumping up the fans to to cheer during his swing. So I, I've been to- I've heard there's going to be a quite a big uh, crowd at the first tee at uh, the Ryder Cup this year, bigger than normal. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how that goes too. All right, Bubba Watson, enough about Bubba. We're going to come back here. We're going to talk uh, a little Winner's Weird and What. We're yes. going to pop this in earlier in the show. Oh, I like yeah. that. Get to it early. Get some uh, get some interesting things going on with that. Also, as I mentioned a little later on, Brian Decker from uh, Osprey Valley is going to tell us about the new McKenzie Tour Canadian Tour stop. If you're in the listening area, you might want to go out and see some of the young talent out there. That's coming up. And we'll also... 
We'll also hear from Jim Furyk on the move of the RBC Canadian Open to the Hamilton Golf and Country Club next year. He, of course, has uh, won won the golf tournament there. Mm -hmm. And also discuss where you think the RBC Canadian Open should go. What courses would be good to host that? And I'm thinking, you got to think of this. We're going to put a a poll out there, I think. But you got to think of this in terms of not just the course, but all the stuff that goes with it. Does it have enough room to host that? So we'll look at that and more when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit tailormadegolf.ca to switch today. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by JPSM Golf. Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including CartTech, MotoCaddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. It is a Tuesday night edition. We have moved from our normal Saturday morning, which means two things. Oh. One, it's uh, the World Cup, and two, yep. we uh, get to sleep in Saturday. Weekend! <laughs> That's right. Uh, we'll be here in this time slot for the conclu- through the conclusion yep. of the World Cup. So that's like August or something? <laughs> this thing goes forever, doesn't it? Until 2020, apparently. Yeah, yes, okay. yes. <laughs> uh, but thanks for joining us, and yes. if this is your first-time listener, maybe you can join us when we do move back to our spot in the uh, early mornings on Saturday. We're on from Saturday from 7 to 9 regularly. But as I say, next couple of weeks we'll be here, 7 to 9 p.m. right here. Actually, we're 8 to, 8 10, to 10. Excuse me, 7 to 9 p.m. Yes. here on Tuesday nights. Uh, so it's time for that one great feature that we love. It's called Winner's Weird and What. And this week, Mr. Scully, you have the tea. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Well, Bob, my winner this week, none other than Garrett Rank, who continues to Ah. just dominate the headlines. He goes and plays the U.S. Open. He's this great story. NHL referee goes and has a pretty good showing at the U.S. Open. Doesn't make the cut, but uh, doesn't embarrass himself at all and and is a fan favorite there. Then he goes on to the Ontario Mid-Am and wins it by 10 shots. What? How many? 10. Just the 10? Just 10 shots. <laughs> and so maybe we were a good luck charm in, in, in a way because uh, Garrett did join uh, Mark and I last Tuesday on Golf Talk Canada Radio after his second consecutive 64. Wow. So uh, he won that by 10 shots. His brother Kyle came T5 which was really? pretty cool as That's well. Good. Yeah, he was caddying for him at the, uh, at the U.S. Open. Yeah, right? so, so Kyle was uh, chipping and putting, I guess, in the hotel room to keep his game sharp, and then he goes on and finishes T5 at the Ontario uh, Mid-Am. So Garrett will now be a part of Team Ontario, which is playing uh, in, the, uh, in, uh, in August, sorry, I should say. And a special shout-out here to uh, Bayview Country Club member Patrick Forbes, who's joining him on Team Ontario as well. Patrick Forbes came second. T2 with T2. Uh, Dave Bunker as well. So, Dave Bunker. So, some great names. A, uh, a recent inductee into the uh, Ontario Golf Hall of Fame. And one of the best golf names maybe ever. With Ryan Yip. <laughs> and Adam Shank. That's right. All right. <laughs> my, my weird this week, uh, this goes to uh, a text that was tweeted out uh, by uh, a screenshot of a text that was tweeted out by Justin Thomas from his grandma. So apparently Justin Thomas has been going through some sort of uh, illness. He's got a cold or something. He's under the weather, He's travelers. under the weather. He was not feeling outstanding. Um, and his grandma tweeted, 
uh, or sorry, his grandma sent him a text that Justin then uh, screenshotted saying, uh, Dad told me you're on your way to France, that you've been sick all week. Hope you had some good blank kicking antibiotics. That blank start with an S? Yes, it yeah. does. And so, right to the point, Grandma Grandma T, I love that. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. Just, I love the grannies like that. Just right to the point, and, and a granny who uses emojis in text as well. So there's, there's, <laughs> there's that to wow. go. she's dialed in. She, she is dialed into the emoji game for uh, sure. My what this week, and this could be a big change. Could we see a, a change in Tiger Woods' putter this week? Yes, apparently, apparently. there's a... Tell us about the one he's been practicing with. So he shows up to the Quicken Loans National with two putters in the bag, and this new putter that he has in the bag is a completely different kind of putter than the one he's been using for all these years. It's a mallet-style, tailor-made putter. In Ardmore, right? In Ardmore. So Tiger currently ranks 175th on tour in putts made inside five feet. Woof. So he's had a bit of an issue with that. He's just saying he's trying something out. He likes the way it rolls. As he said, it rolls good. So there's that as well. Uh, anything for Tiger to change, because obviously he's hit the ball very nicely in his past couple of starts, and the, the putts just haven't fallen last, for him. Last two tournaments, he's been like awful in putting, basically dead last in both. Yeah, and it's, well, you look at the U.S. Open a couple four, and the four putts, and and just really not making anything. So as as any golfer out there, when when the putter, you know, when putts aren't going in, it's never your fault. It's always the putter's fault. That's right. Clearly. So try something new for Tiger, and uh, we'll see if this putter gets in the bag. It's uh, it, it's rare to see Tiger. Tiger changed putters, though, for sure. Well, he's won, I think, 13 of the 14 majors without yep. same Scotty Cameron yep. that he's got in the bag. Mm-hmm. And I know he was talking about trying to get a little more toe swing. So he's one of those guys who believes that the putter goes open and then closed through, imp- like, basically square at impact. But, you know, and some guys believe it just, everything just goes straight back and straight mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wants a little more toe swing, I think, is what I read in there. Yeah, so a little more toe swing. Uh, anything that, that can uh, switch. The last time we, we, he, had a, he had a different putter in the bag, the 2011 season. So uh, yeah, the Nike Nike right? method, yeah, the Nike right. method putter. Okay. So, so that was a mallet head. That was uh, it was a bit of a different okay. style of head. I don't know if it was quite a mallet. I'll have to, I'll have to look at, look uh, that up. But now, Bob, the tea is yours. Ah, all right, the tea is mine. So so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun. We're having fun. Look, it went further than your ball. Well, my winner this week is uh, a lady who is going to be teeing it up at the PGA, KPMG PGA Championship this week. It's Brooke Henderson. Mm. And I'm going to give her a uh, the spot in winner here because earlier this week she teamed up with uh, Keegan Bradley and Billy Andre to win the infamous CVS Classic. It's a big charity event in Rhode Island that's run by Billy Andre and Brad Faxon. And this is the second year in a row that these two have won mm. this. So they won it in 2017. They won it this year. So maybe that sparks good things for Brooke going in. Of course, she was won the PGA Championship two years ago. She was runner-up last year. Almost got into a playoff with uh, Danielle Kang right down the stretch in the last hole. Mm-hmm. Just uh, ran out of holes. But uh, good for her and, and good for Keegan Bradley. This is his fourth straight win. In that tournament, it's kind of a fun <laughs> event, but it's uh, it's got draws a lot of great players in there. They have a, a PGA Tour player, an LPGA Tour player, and a Champions Tour. 
player all on on one team. So so good for uh, Brooke Anderson, who also I was uh, playing on Saturday at my golf course at Weston Golf Club, and I'm playing the 17th hole, which is adjacent to the range. And I look over on the range and I see. Uh, this blonde girl hitting golf balls, and I go, wow, like she's really good. I'm trying to think, I wonder who that is. I know most of the members here. I'm trying to think who that is. Anyway, it turned out it was Brooke Henderson who was <laughs> making use of our range before she went down to uh, uh, down to Rhode Island to play in that tournament. There you go. That's amazing. My weird, and oh, here we go. He, he could be in this weird. No, I, I oh. tempered, changed it a little bit wow. because it's not Saturday morning. But I, I usually I come up, for those who don't listen Saturday morning, usually I have a, a police report or something or yeah. something that happened on the golf course. <laughs> but today it's John Daly. Ah, and John yes. Daly has WD'd from the U.S. Senior Open at the Broadmoor this week because he couldn't get a cart. <laughs> and John went um, there, a lot of different ways to try and get this cart. Now, he has a deteriorating osteoarthritis issue in his right knee. Mm-hmm. And he actually has, uh, I guess, I don't know what you call it, the um, American Disability Association uh, like he's got one of those stickers in his car, <laughs> basically, right? So he's he's an, a registered guy with yeah. a bad leg, but the USJ turned him down. They said that they needed more f- information, they needed more um, paperwork for him, and they requested that. And John says, "No, no, you didn't request that. There's nothing there. You did not request that." He's calling him out. He says the USJ is he's calling BS on them for mm. this anyway. Uh, he says the American with Disabilities Act, dis- disabled player or caddy is permitted to use a cart as an accommodation to his or her disability, but uh, they're not going to follow through with that. So John Daly says, well, then I'm going to take my golf ball and I'm going to go home. Wow. So he's not playing. Big John not playing in the U.S. Senior Open. That right. sucks. That I really know. does. I think he'd be good in that. He's a great crowd. I'm sure they, they're they dreading it because he would have been a great draw, right? And his champions tour career has been pretty good, too. It so has been. You're right. Yeah. Uh, my what is, what would you do if you were Jim Furyk and uh, they came to you as Ryder Cup captain ooh. and they came to you and said, uh, how about Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson playing together as a team? Oh. <laughs> you, know what, you know what Jim said? Uh, no comment? He said, not a chance. Really? <laughs> yeah, he said. Really? Well, he actually said, that didn't work so well the first time around, so I don't think I'm going to do it this time. Yeah, and, and obviously times were different back back then <laughs> uh, in 2004 when, when they were partnered and barely spoke a word to each other for 36 holes and then filled through hell setting under the bus, yada, yada, yada. Um, I feel like their relationship has uh, evolved, transitioned now. They're both uh, mentors uh, for a lot of the younger guys. Uh, they played a practice round together at the Masters, which who would have ever thought that would ever happen? Exactly. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think that'd be intriguing to watch for sure. I don't know if they would request it. I guess the biggest thing, as it was back then in 2004 when they played, was really the golf ball. They have a different golf right. ball. Right? Okay. Phil uses the Callaway, and Tiger, I guess, is using the Bridgestone now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe actually he was using the Titleist back then. So maybe he, maybe the Bridgestone is closer. I don't know. It'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see. Maybe the ball's not such a a big uh, factor anymore, but you're right. They are a little friendlier. They are uh, yeah. played together a few times. Well, it's interesting to, to bring up uh, Tiger and uh, you know partnering with guys in, in a Ryder Cup or Presidents Cup. It, it, it's always been a bit of a um, a challenge for the captain to get a partner that can actually match his game. We've seen we've seen Jim Furyk in the past. Yep. Uh, we've seen Steve Stricker. Steve Stricker. Kucher, yeah, uh, they both now use a Bridgestone golf ball. So if Tiger does make this Ryder Cup team, who knows who uh, could be his partner? If you're Jim Furyk right now, mm. would you make Tiger a captain's pick? Oh wow, uh, he's already a, a captain's assistant, right? He's already he's so he's already going to be there. Um, as of right now, Phil Mickelson is ninth on the list, so he'd have to be a captain's pick as well. There's so many other young guys. I think you're, you're going to see Tiger or Phil on that team. 
I think it'd be really hard to pick Tiger right it, it, it would be, because of his yeah. putting for yeah. anything, right? Yeah, and and especially at the Ryder Cup when you know puts mean that much more and it's yeah. match play, get the ball to the hole. So I'd say probably not. Yeah, he'd have to Crazy show to something. Think. He'd have to show something. You have to step on the accelerator just a little bit. Yeah. Even Phil, as you said, Phil's dropping down there now. It might be tough for him to get into a spot oh. where he's going to be in a, uh, a pick. Yeah, and, yeah, and and especially after what happened at the U.S. Open. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Phil being Phil. Well, maybe yeah. he could do. Uh, maybe he could do that. Move at the uh, at the at the Ryder Cup. He's like, only gonna hit balls. He's only gonna can hit every one of his shots on the rut. Well, he could stand. At, <laughs> he could stand behind while his partner putts, and if the and ball runs run. past the hole, he does. He doesn't have to run now because he can just stand on the other side of the hole, wait for it, <laughs> and hit it back before it stops. Plus, they could just concede the hole, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, before we go to break here, I want to give a shout out to the uh, PGA of Canada is hosting the PGA of Canada Championship, formerly mm. known as the CPGA Championship. This is a grand old tournament. Dates back to 1912. It's the championship of the PGA of Canada. It is older than the PGA championship in the U.S. And, of course, all the big Canadians guys have won it. Knutson and Balding and all the guys, Stan Leonard back in the day. But also there was a time when uh, a lot of American guys were kind of encouraged or enticed or paid, basically, to come up and play. So Arnold Palmer's won this tournament, mm-hmm. and Lee Trevino's won this tournament, and Lanny Watkins has won this tournament, and it's going on right now out at Credit Valley, uh, and you can go out and watch these guys play, and these are some of the top... Um, club pros isn't quite the word, because some of them are club pros, mm-hmm. but most of them are sort of touring pros of a sort, or guys who have been touring pros. Bryn Perry is leading after the first mm-hmm. round, which was today. Uh, he's a pretty notable name. He's made it to the Canadian Open a number of yep. times and played in a lot of big tournaments. So uh, some great golf going on out at Credit Valley, and if you want to go out there and watch that. And also the U.S. Senior Open, as I mentioned, is on going on this week. We'll discuss that in a little bit of a break, but I'll tell you about there's a handful of Canadians mm. uh, who are going to be in that tournament, and uh, we'll go through with some of those names as well. I want to get to break here because they're going to come back. And we're going to talk to uh, Brian Decker, who is uh, now up at Osprey Valley, and he's going to tell us about the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada event, that is coming to that course in the next couple of weeks. We'll talk to him right after this break. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, was brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including Kart Tech, Moto Caddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Mark Sacchino is over in Scotland having a pint as we speak. <laughs> or seven, maybe we'll see. Uh, he's away, and so Adam Scully, Bob yes. Weeks, manning the controls here at Golf Talk Canada Central. Uh, again, Tuesday night, special edition, prime time, due to the World Cup of Soccer. And we'll be in this position for the next few weeks, so you can find us here not on Saturday morning. Well, you'll be if you tune in Saturday morning, you'll be hearing go. <laughs> Uh, the Mackenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada, has been around for a number of years, and over the years, in not not since it's been the, that title, yep. uh, but over the years there have been stops in uh, Toronto when it was PGA Tour Canada, or no, when it was just the Canadian Tour, there have mm-hmm. been stops over here, but there hasn't been one since it was it took over, been taken over. Boy, I'm botching this. Since it was been taken over by the PGA Tour, it has not had a stop in the GTA. Well, that is going to change this year because we are going to welcome the Osprey Valley Open 
which luckily enough is going to be played up at Osprey Valley. There you what go. What that is. And uh, that's coming in uh, starting in the week of July 19th. And here to uh, tell us a little bit about, about that is a guy who knows all about the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada, because he was the communications director for that circuit for many years, uh, has now taken over a position at Osprey Valley. Uh, Brian Decker, welcome to Golf Talk Canada. Hey, Bob. Hey, Adam. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, thank you. We're doing great. And uh, so this is exciting news. You guys are going to have a, a big tour event up there, and you're going to see some of these hot young players come up and, uh, and try and take on the Hoot, the Toot, and the Heathlands. Well, they're only going to take up one of those courses. Uh, but it's, an, it's a great move to try and uh, bring this tournament a little closer to Canada's busiest city. Yeah, it's exciting. I remember the days when I was with the old Canadian tour. We had a uh, the tour championship was at Scarborough, and that's really the last time that the tour has played in the GTA. We've had, we've had other events in Ontario, the pre 55 Financial Championships in London. We've been in the Kingston area and Barrie last year. But this is really the first time that we've uh, played one in the GTA. And it's exciting because we're interacting with people that haven't had a chance to, you know, experience the McKenzie Tour yet, see some of these players and, and get to know what it's really all about. And uh, it's coming up quickly. And I can't wait to get the tournament started in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's only just a couple of weeks away. Now, Brian, uh, walk us through, what do you think uh, were some of the major reasons that Osprey Valley was named uh, as the host uh, of this tournament? Well, I think when you've got a McKenzie Tour event, you've got to have a successful partnership with a host organization that can capably run the event, a title sponsor that's interested, and then a great golf course. And uh, you, this is a really unique tournament because Osprey Valley is essentially all three of those. We've, we've brought in Brad Parkins, who's an experienced tournament director. He's run events on the McKenzie Tour and on PJ Tour Champions to run the tournament for us. Yeah, Brad's done some great work with the CJGA as well over, over the years. Um, but also for Osprey Valley, it's, it's about, you know, bringing some exposure in a different way and, and, you know, getting some people out to experience the golf course in a unique way, a professional setting. And, uh, and you know, it's exciting to kind of cover off all three of those different areas as one. And, and uh, you know, it's a kind of a model that you might see on the, on the PGA Tour, but we've never really seen it exactly on the McKenzie Tour. The, the season-ending event is run by Highland Country Club, which is the uh, host organization down in London. But it's a very unique setup, and we're excited to do some, some fun, uh, unique things for this tournament this year. Now, the guys who are coming into this tournament now aren't necessarily guys that whose people will recognize by their names, but the talent level is certainly there. Um, give us an indication of a, if you can, the talent level that is there, and also maybe some of the names that that we might know that we're playing on this circuit in recent years. Yeah, the really cool thing is that you may not know these players' names now, but you just give them a couple of years, and suddenly they're household names for your average golf fan. I look at a guy like Aaron Wise, who was playing with at the McKenzie Tour less than two years ago, and now he's a PGA Tour winner. Uh, you know, you look at the U.S. Open, and Tony Finau finished fifth, or what was he, T5. He, he started on the McKenzie Tour in 2013. Uh, there's been four players who have gone on to win on the PGA Tour since starting with the McKenzie Tour since 2013. So there are names that you don't necessarily recognize right away, but you look at guys like Aaron Wise, like J.J. Spawn, C.T. Pan, Brandon Harkins has had a really solid rookie year on the PGA Tour this year. And then your Canadians like Ben Silverman, Mackenzie Hughes, Corey Connors. These guys all have to get their start somewhere. And the Mackenzie Tour is perfect for them to do that because it gives them a chance to get their feet wet, see what professional golf is like, get used to the, uh, a PGA Tour-style tournament. And then when they get there, they're more prepared to be successful on the PGA Tour. Now, Brian, uh, walk us through what it's going to be like setting up the golf course. Uh, like, Are you going to grow the rough out? Are the greens going to be a little faster than usual? What do you think about that? 
Yeah, we've had uh, we've had a couple of visits from PGA Tour Agronomy to get the course in tip-top shape, and and fortunately we've had a great season of weather so far this year. So we're going to be playing on the two, and it's in uh, the two course, and it's in great condition. Um, the, the reality is with these guys, it's very difficult to keep them from going low. I don't know if you guys saw the scores in Lethbridge last week, but yeah. uh, six under was the cut, and 19 under was leading after two rounds. So it's, it's, yeah, there's not a lot you can do to keep these wow. guys from going low. For Osprey Valley, you know, there's there, uh, these guys are going to play aggressively off the tee because the fairways are quite wa- quite wide. What it's going to be up to for us is trying to get the golf course firm and fast so that, you know, you're trying to think of angles when you're coming into the pins and just setting up hole locations to make these guys think their way around the golf course a little bit. There's, there's going to be a lot of birdies. These guys are going to, you know, be going for par fives and two and playing aggressively for certain. But it's, uh, it's about, you know, trying to make them think a little bit as they make their way around the golf course and, and add a little bit of a mental element to the game as well. Uh, you're looking for help? You're looking for volunteers, caddies, all that kind of stuff as well? Yeah, absolutely. We're on a bit of a short timeline for this tournament. Normally, you've got about 12 months to get ready for an event like this, and this one was announced a little bit later in the schedule this year. So uh, we're still actively seeking volunteers and caddies. We're at about 120 volunteers right now, but we would like to get about 100 more if we can. And uh, caddies are certainly welcome as well, which is just an awesome opportunity to get inside the ropes and be with a player and hopefully make a, you know, a, a lifelong friendship that lasts as, uh, you know, with a player who goes on to do some great things at the game's next level. And they just, uh, well, actually, yeah, there's, there's some, some good stories like that. I mean, uh, Scott, uh, Scott Vale uh, started caddying for Derek Gillespie on the Canadian tour back in the day and ended up working for uh, uh, Brant Snedeker um, yep. for many years. Uh, where, where do they call or where do they get, go to the website and find out everything there? Yep, everything's available at OspreyValleyOpen.com, and you can uh, get ticket information, sign up to volunteer, just figure out what's happening when, to get the schedule of events, everything's available there, OspreyValleyOpen.com. Brian, uh, congratulations, it's going to be a great event, and also uh, it's just great to go out and play at Osprey Valley, three wonderful golf courses, great opportunity, so thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much, guys, for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Brian. There's Brian Decker from Osprey Valley. And uh, when we come back, we're going to look at uh, a couple of major championships that are going on this week for both the men and the women. That's coming up on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Mark Sacchino is in Scotland, and uh, I think at this point he's being sized up for a new pair of knickers. <laughs> he's going to wear that. Or, or a nice Enjoying pint, yeah. Cr- crazy weather over there. It's like warm and balmy, 28 degrees, I think. Oh, the whole week it's supposed to be that hot for him. Good for him. That's great. It's, jealous. Uh, yeah, exactly. Very yeah. jealous. Very yeah. jealous. Uh, we have a lot of golf going on this week on various tours and around the world. We have a couple of major championships. The U.S. Senior Men's Open is being played out of the Broadmoor in Colorado. The LPGA Tour is playing, well, not the LPGA Tour, but I guess it is the LPGA Tour, essentially. 
the KPMG Women's PGA Championship, where 100, the top 100 money winners are all in the field. Mm-hmm. They've got a slam dunk there with uh, the top players playing. And then, of course, the final Quicken Loans National Championship is being played in D.C., where one Tiger Woods is going to make an appearance. This is kind of a sad story for this golf tournament because it's it's basically doesn't really have a sponsor. Um, it'll the Quicken Loans, which is title sponsor, is going to move its money to the new event in Detroit next year. They tried to find a replacement sponsor for this event, and uh, they have had no luck. And it just seems amazing that in the nation's capital they can't put something together for that. Yeah, it's it's wild, and it, it's been a pretty successful. I mean, in terms of the winners they've had event over the, the past uh, number of years, and of course Tiger hasn't actually played in his own tournament because uh, he's been. Uh, dealing with several injuries, but now he's back, and uh, it'll be interesting to see which Tiger Woods shows up for the first part of the year. His driver just was was absent, a lot of foul balls. His putter was saving him to you know have top fifteen, top twenty finishes. Now the the everything is switched for him. So I'll be curious to see uh, you know how he plays and if that new putter does show up in the bag. It's interesting, you know, sometimes when you talk to golf pros about their struggles, they will tell you that if their driver's off, they spend a ton of time working on their driver, and they don't work as much on the rest of their game, like their short game, Mm -hmm. and then that goes. And Mm -hmm. so then they, you know, it's like this never-ending circle. Well, now I'm going to start working on my putting and my chipping, and all of a sudden my driver goes a little bit. It's very tough, just like all of us who play as a regular day or weekends can attest, it's tough to, to have everything work at the same time, for one complete round. And I think that's what's been missing for Tiger Woods. And you could see at the U.S. Open the frustration on his face, in his words, in his body language when he came off the golf course and talked. And, by the way, he always uh, he always stopped and talked. Mm-hmm. Unlike, not all unlike someone else. <laughs> but Phil. he is... Um, it's, it's interesting now to almost think that the trend that we saw at the start of the year where he played terrible at Torrey and then kind of got it going, almost won Valspar, almost was in contention at Bay Hill. And then it started to slide a little bit since then, really, when you look at his overall performance, and especially, I think, it's been with the putting, which shows you how much that... I mean, you can almost get away with a bad driver as opposed to a bad putter, mm-hmm. I think. Well, and for all the years that he was so dominant, he was never the greatest driver of the golf ball. He would find a way to score. Uh, and you know, and going back to the U.S. Open, and basically this has been the story of his, his season so far, is getting off to just these awful starts. He gets off to these really slow starts, has to fight back on the weekend. To, to, he has to fight back on Friday just to make the weekend, then has a great Saturday and a pretty good Sunday, and has, has a mediocre finish for, uh, for the most part, or a pretty good finish. But you look at the, the, the Thursday at uh, the U.S. Open, Standing in the middle of the fairway, he flights this pretty good-looking shot right through the wind, 35 yards over the green, thinks he hits a pretty good flop shot that doesn't get the right bounce, makes triple, and then on the next hole, the par three, he nukes this two-iron into the wind, goes over the green, just didn't make a four-footer. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. This course obviously won't be set up the same way that Shinnecock was set up, Um, so maybe we'll see a bit of a lower score uh, as an average, so we'll see. He's won won here before, so Mm -hmm. we'll see if he can uh, put that together, but... Um, I think the the big guessing game for everyone going into this tournament is which uh, any tournament right now is which Tiger's going to show up. Yeah, and and as as people saw at, at the range at the U.S. Open, as Tiger always calls himself, he's he's always Ranger Rick on the driving yeah. range. You can always Hit stripe well it, and and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if if he can if he can make a few putts early in his round. It's always good to see the ball go in the hole early. So get a little momentum. Exactly. So it, it'll be it's always interesting to see Tiger play, and and we'll have a full recap next week on Golf Talk Canada TV as well. 
Uh, there are some other players, of course, although it's not a very yeah. deep field when you look at yeah. it, right? It's uh, I think Ricky Fowler is uh, is kind of the other top player in there, and um, it's as I mentioned, it's it's pretty weak in terms of uh, guys. Of course, a lot of guys play that uh, Travelers Championship because they love the golf course. Mm-hmm. So when you look at um, when you look at the uh, the U.S. Open and you come off that week and you play the Travelers, a lot of guys just simply don't just don't want to do that tournament. So I'm just trying to scramble here to try and find the uh, the rankings here. But I believe there were nine of the top 20 players in the world right. so, at, at Travelers, especially the week after a major. Yeah, too, Fowler's playing, Mark Leishman, Kyle Stanley, um, goes down Jimmy Walker, J.B. Holmes, yeah. Mr. Slow. So maybe oh, this awesome. is the week with with, with yeah. a relatively uh, weakish field. I, I, I did see Adam Hadwin tweet out he was pumped to have a Five Guys burger uh, before <laughs> one of his practice rounds. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Stuart Sink of 62 is there, and uh, Kyrdek Affibar and Red is, is playing as well, so keep an eye on those mm-hmm. guys. Uh, the U.S. Senior Men's Open, as I mentioned, is being played at the Broadmoor in Colorado. There is a healthy dose of Canadians in here and some familiar names, if you're an old guy like me, um, <laughs> in the field from Canadians. This isn't much like the U.S. Open where there's qualifying and a lot of our guys have qualified. So, of course, the guy who didn't have to qualify just made it in on his number is Stephen Ames, who uh, who has had a decent year. Nothing mm-hmm. tremendous, mm-hmm. but he's had a pretty good year. But look at some of these names. If you're, uh, as I say, if you're a little bit of a vintage guy and you've been around the game for a, re- a while, you'll recognize the name Ian Doig from the yes. Doig family of Seaforth, Ontario, who has tried his heart out to try and get into a major championship of some sort with the U.S. Open. He's made it to the, uh, the the sectional qualifying a number of times over the years, never made it through. So he is finally in, and he's I can tell you he's over the moon about playing in that tournament. Another guy from this area that you might recognize from way back, Rick Todd. Mm-hmm. who was a uh, good young player, played on the PGA Tour for a year, had a cup of coffee there, played in a couple of U.S. Opens, was the golf coach at uh, University of Texas El Paso for a number of years as well, and he's made it in. And if you were watching our golf coverage back in the day, in the old days when TSN used to have live golf coverage, Phil Jonas was one of our on-course reporters, a uh, wonderful South African player, played a lot in the kind of before the web.com tour, but that level of, of golf played a number of um, senior British Opens over the years and is now qualified for the senior U.S. Open. I think this is his second one. Hmm. And then there's a couple of players I don't know. Kendall Yonamoto is a, uh, a golf coach out in Vancouver mm-hmm. who's actually worked with players like Ryan Moore over the years. He's go. made it in. And Steve Blake. So there's six Canadians in the field along, of course, with uh, a healthy dose of, of other uh, top players in that uh, championship. Um, yeah, and, it, and it, it's uh, you mentioned there's Stephen Ames off the top, and you know, and he's had a pretty good year uh, thus far with uh, yeah. three uh, top fifteen finishes. Um, you know, and he still gets the ball out there a pretty good ways. So um, he's uh, it'll be good to watch him uh, and all the other but six or seven Canadians in the field. That's amazing. Yeah, it's great. It's it's a really nice, uh, really nice uh, cadre of Canadians. How about that? Wow, Ooh, alliteration. Well done. Uh, and as we mentioned, the uh, LPGA has the major this week, the KPMG PGA Championship. Uh, it is going on at Kemper Lakes, which is in the Chicago area. And this is just the third time for this tournament. Mm-hmm. The first time, of course, was won by Brooke Henderson in that playoff over Lydia Ko. And then Brooke came second last year to Daniel Kang in the championship. And as I mentioned, 100 of the top 100 on the money winners. <laughs> <laughs> money winners on the LPGA Tour are in this. If you are on the LPGA Tour, you basically play these big events because the purse differential is huge. And if you want to uh, try and try and make some money, this is where you do it. There's four Canadians in the field. Brooke, Elena Sharp, 
uh, Modemi LeBlanc and Brittany Marchand, mm-hmm. who's really played well mm-hmm. this year Had for a year. A, sort of a first-year player. Yeah. Really. She's sort of playing it part-time a little mm-hmm. bit, but she's been getting in quite a few of the events this year. Um, but outside of that, if you look at some of the LPGA Tour players, they've had a lot of first-time winners this year. And I think there's I think there's some crazy number of, of like first-time winners on the mm-hmm. tour, but there's also got the big names, uh, Lexi and Aria and a um, number of those golfers. But um, I don't know. who. You know, if I asked you who are the big names in women's golf, are they necessarily the best players or are they necessarily the – Marquee names, if you know what I mean by a difference there. Yeah, I, I'd say I'd say they're definitely the marquee names. But you know, we look at Arya Chitanagar, and she obviously you know came back and and won the U.S. Women's Open in in, in thrilling fashion. You look at Lexi Thompson, uh, Thompson, she's just a, a star in the game. And then you know, there's there's players like Michelle Wee, who's she's been around for what seems like a hundred years now, and and uh, you know, she's had a had a decent career. Obviously, not not what you know it was expected of her, but she was expected to be the next Tiger Woods of women's golf, essentially. <laughs> right. Uh, so, so the women's game is in a really interesting uh, place. Uh, but for Brooke this week, uh, rumor has it she switched putters again. So, new putter in the bag. Just got to find one that keeps find it. Till Just it like works. Tiger, it's 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 never her, it's the putter's fault. So, uh, and she'll be playing her first two rounds with Anna Norquist and uh, Paula Creamer. Well, there you go. That's a uh, that's a good grouping right there. <laughs> I was going to say good cadre right there, but uh, if you look right now at the top of the Rolex rankings in women's uh, golf, Inby Park. Is number one, Ari Jitanagar, number two, Lexi Thompson, Shan Shan Fang, and then So Yun Ru, uh, Sung Hyun Park, He Jin Choi, Ik Kim, Minji Lee, and Moira Jitanagar. And uh, it's amazing that Brooke isn't even in the top ten. Well, and and, and then there's the, the curious case of Lydia Ko. Yeah. Who's just been, she's, you know, just all over the place, really. You know, she was one of the most dominant players we've seen as a 17 and 18 year old. And now she's sort of struggling with her game, going through swing coaches and caddies. And what are we going to see next? It's, it's, it is bizarre to see what she's gone through. Brooke Henderson is 18th in the Rolex ranking. And the reason she is so low is, of course, because she plays so much. And the system they use takes the number of tournaments you play, dividing, you know, your points are divided by the, uh, by the number of tournaments you play. So because she plays so much, she actually gets hurt. So she has 60 tournaments on her ranking over the last two years. Uh, Inby Park, who is number one, has just 32. <laughs> so they and, the, and if you took at the total points. Uh, Inby Park has 281 points, and Brooke Henderson has 257. So she's not really that far behind in terms of points earned. It's interesting to note that Brooke Henderson now this is the second major, a uh, third major, I believe, where she's taken the week off before the ah. major championship. So I'm wondering if she's, you know, focusing a little bit more on yeah. these ones, the big ones, which would be great because I think. She does get burned out. Yeah, and and she showed some uh, some pretty good uh, form this year. Seventh on the tour in, in average driving distance, and uh, you know she's eighth on the money list right now. So, um, and also eighth in birdie. So she's she just attacks the golf courses. She's one of the best uh, um, ball strikers on tour. So, uh, if with her as it is with Tiger, really, if, if her putter can get hot, she's one of the toughest players to yeah. beat on tour. I like I like her shot this week. I mm-hmm. think she's going to play well for sure. All right, when we come back, uh, we're going to hear from Jim Furyk talking about Hamilton Golf and Country Club in the 2019 RBC Canadian Open. And uh, we're going to throw it out on Twitter as to where you think the RBC Canadian Open should be held. Give us a course anywhere in Canada, and we'll tell you why or why not we agree or disagree with that. And that is coming up when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. 
This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Busy week ahead, as we mentioned just before the break. Uh, major championship going on for the women with the PGA and for the senior men at the U.S. Senior Open. And, of course, it's not too long until we get our big major championship here in Canada, the RBC Canadian Open, which will be played at Glen Abbey, which possibly could be the last time there. We're not mm-hmm. going to say definitely because there are still there is still the chance that somewhere down the road, if they haven't turned it into houses, that they might get another visit. Um, we'll see what happens. The one thing we do know, it's been announced... 2019, it's going to go back to the Hamilton Golf and Country Club, which was a much-loved destination by the uh, players when they first went there and um, was overwhelmingly but not unanimously loved the last time it was there. Uh, This will be the 100th anniversary of the first time that this course hosted the championship, and that was the only time that Bobby Jones, the great Bobby Jones, played in the Canadian Open. Uh, I had a chance to catch up with Jim Furyk, at the U.S. Open, and I just asked him what his thoughts were about the RBC Canadian Open going back to Hamilton, and here's what he had to say. I think it's a beautiful golf course. I mean, it uh, it kind of has a, uh, uh, I guess, a major championship-type field golf course. Uh, it's probably not the longest golf course we'll play all year, but it's definitely about placement. Pretty. Um, you can play it once or twice, you know exactly where you're supposed to hit the golf ball, and, and uh, it's got some severity of the greens. I remember that. I mean, if you're above the hole, you're not. You're going to struggle. You've got to put the ball in the right places and give yourself some opportunities with the putter. So uh, I think it's a beautiful golf course. You know, I've, I've had success there. And like I said, I missed the cut by one the last time we were there, and I won the first time I went. So um, it's kind of feast or famine, but it's that kind of golf course. If you're not on top of your game, it'll, it'll jump up and get you. There's Jim Furyk talking about uh, the RBC Canadian Open going to the Hamilton Golf and Country Club. I did have a chance before that interview. I was walking with him in a practice round, actually, and mm. I mentioned he w- called me over and I mentioned to him that it had been confirmed because I would kind of leaked the news to him earlier, and he was uh, he was he was pretty excited. He thought that was good. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't mind Glen Abbey. He's one of those guys who thinks you know Glen Abbey's not bad. One of the interesting things he said about Hamilton was. He liked the town. He said, you know, they found some nice restaurants there. there. You, go. He said, you know, the hammer. Said, he said, all these people from Toronto, they just they, they don't seem to like Hamilton. Like they were always disparaging it. And I said, I kind of liked it. It had yeah. a little downtown vibe, and so um, he's uh, he's going to like it. It's mm-hmm. probably changed. It's probably even a little cooler now than uh, when it was back when he was last visiting it. So mm-hmm. we'll mm-hmm. see. Um, I put it out there on Twitter as to which golf course you think should host the RBC Canadian Open. And I did try to specify that there are a lot of great golf courses in Canada. Mm-hmm. There are fabulous golf courses in Canada. But to host an RBC Canadian Open is not necessarily just about the golf course. It's about the surrounding land. Do you have land for parking? Do you have land for corporate tents? Uh, do you have the uh, accessibility for people to get there, to get in and out in terms of, of uh, you know traffic, things like that? Hotels for the players. Mm-hmm. All those kind of things. It's this traveling roadshow that goes into making the RBC Canadian Open. So it's not as easy as just saying, oh, yeah, like, uh, you know, there's a gentleman here who, who said Cabot Cliffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be great, mm-hmm. but there's no way. I mean, there's, there's like 55 rooms of accommodation. Yeah, that's there. it. You, yeah. you couldn't have it there. We'd love to see it for the golf course mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but in your mind, what would you think? 
Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, Cabot Cliffs would, would be amazing, you know, as a, as a pipe dream sort of thing, because uh, it would just be a, a open championship as the RBC Canadian Open, basically. Um, I, I'm looking at places. I mean, St. George's has obviously held it before, um, and and traffic is can be an issue around that area. How about the Toronto Golf Club? Perhaps mm-hmm. there there could be some spots. Obviously, uh, maybe some parking at Mississauga. There's a lot of. Uh, what if you What if you were to use um, what's the one across the street? I'm losing my Mississauga? mind. Mississauga? No, no, from from Toronto Golf. Oh, the public course, municipal course from Toronto. Oh boy, we're going to be uh, dealing with this. Uh, Google, okay, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's there's some land there, um, and there are some some room, and it's got a. <laughs> Absolutely amazing practice facility. It, it's it's got a, a great facility, and um, I can't find this. I'll find it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 Toronto Golf Club. It just has these these great meaty par fours. Uh, it's got some of the best bunkering, uh, I, I'd say, on, on some of these modern courses in Canada. It's, it's just an older... Lakeview. Thank you. Lakeview. There you go. Thanks, <laughs> Google. Um, I, it's, Sorry, it's, folks. Sorry, it, folks at Lakeview. I was going to say you should ask Siri, and may, maybe Siri yeah. could have told you. But no, uh, the Toronto Golf Club it would be intriguing uh, for sure. Um, and then there's, I mean, the Nationals, another one that could you really hold? Is there enough space there? I don't know. Yeah, it'd be it, pretty tough, I think, to to get everything in there. Yeah, and then obviously, you know, like you look at a course like even Weston. Like Weston's a great golf course, and I don't know. I don't know if Weston's long enough for the PGA Tour. Yeah. It might be a good LPGA Tour event uh, course, but again, you know, it's just so constricted with the stuff, and that's the problem. I look at Kitchener Westmount. I think that okay. might be a good one. Um, they have an extra three holes there from a rebuild, which can be used for More, yeah. Different land there things. You go. Um, the one thing we do know is that as long as RBC is essentially the sponsor, it does not look like it's going to go outside of southwestern Ontario. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, Shaughnessy would be a great golf course, yeah. and the players love that golf course, but I don't think it's going there. I've had a number of people on here saying Cavett Cliffs, and again, you know, it's not going to go out there because there's no... This is a business. Yeah. Um, you can't host a tournament if nobody shows up. Mm-hmm. And oh, fan-wise, for sure. right? And, for and sure. it would be a disastrous traffic jam when people tried to get there. I love it. I love the golf course. There's nothing wrong with the golf course. And they are talk about having like a special event maybe out there this yep. year, later in the year. Yep. Um, but but it's unfortunately just maybe not to do it. Now, I haven't seen the new Mickelson golf course. Yes, golf course good in point. Calgary. Uh, there was always talk about Glencoe Golf Club, which someone else is here okay. in Marshall back and okay. has brought up, which is a nice golf course. They have a really outstanding amateur tournament. Mm-hmm. But again, a little difference between um, what you can do. So when you, you know, when you start to break things down, I guess what this discussion is kind of showing us, there's not a lot of great actual tournament sites mm-hmm. in Canada for these for these events, although you have to kind of jimmy-rig things like they did at St. George's a few years ago. Yeah, and and then you look at a couple other golf courses north of us here in Toronto that are more of a link-style feel, like an Eagle's Nest, for example. Like, Could there be enough room there? That's a possibility. Yeah, that's a possibility. Um, I'm a little biased here because I played Beacon Hall today, and th- that's one hell of a golf course. That back nine is pure links golf. It's very different than any a lot of other golf that you'll see here in the GTA. I, I think it's a great property there's a lot of good par fours and par fives that are and a lot of great undulation so will there be enough space there who knows well we'll find out i know st george's is on the negotiation negotiation list and they're talking about how having uh you know five or six courses lined up so we'll see what uh what golf canada comes up with along with their folk friends at uh at rbc who will be interested in doing that all right when we come back uh we're going to give away a round of golf at uh, Muskoka Bay. Speaking of great golf courses, mm-hmm. that, that would be a nice place to uh, to have it, although a little too far from the center, I think. Mm-hmm. But we'll see about that. We'll also chat a little bit more about uh, the world of golf and what's going on. All that more when Golf Talk Canada continues. 
This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. It's a Zakino-free zone this week. He's over in Scotland, Weeks and Scully here. Yeah, so it's, what, 1.30 in the morning? Yeah. In Scotland? He might still be up. Maybe. It, yeah, well. He's got Angry Mike over there with him. He I've does. Listening to Angry Mike talk about the round that they had today. Yeah. Angry the, Mike isn't all that re- angry, really. No, it? he's not. No. He's, and, and they're playing in 28-degree weather. And, <laughs> it looks wow. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we just talked before the break about courses that could host the RBC Canadian Open. I'm getting a few more people on Twitter weighing in with some different uh, options. The National is a popular one. So is Beacon Hall. Uh, we have got... Uh, well, St. George's, I think, mm-hmm. is on the list there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, we want to give our way around to a, give you a chance to win around at another great golf course, Muskoka Bay. And Mr. Scully has the skill testing question. All right. So we're going to open up our phone lines here after I say this question. And this question is, what year did Brooke Henderson win her first major, the KPMG Women's PGA Championship? Be the first caller with the correct answer, and you will get around at Muskoka Bay. Our, the phone lines, of course, 416-870-1050, 416-870-1050. I see behind the glass here, everything's, everyone's going ballistic. There's people calling in already, and we will unveil your name uh, in our next break. Good place Good place to play golf. Good Great place, place to play to golf play with golf. a free green fee from, yes. uh, our, from uh, Golf Talk Canada. Yes. All right. Uh, you know what else is cool and free sometimes? <laughs> shoes. We get free shoes. <laughs> I got so many pairs of free shoes. Uh, golf shoes are crazy, actually. But listen, listen. Uh, we want to tell you about uh, the Adidas shoes because they are very. I actually wore. I wore these new Addy Pure shoes yesterday. Did you? Golf. Okay. Oh my God, they are really comfortable. Yeah. Um, but Mason Dennison is the man who is in charge of uh, golf shoes and golf shoe research and design and all the funky stuff that goes in. And you don't think about, you know, this golf shoes in the same way as you think about golf clubs and golf balls, but there's a lot of technology that goes into them. And Mason Dennison, as I said, he's the guy behind Adidas. He walked through the new line that they have for 2018 and also talked about some of the stuff that goes into building these shoes for you. Here's Mason Dennison. Mason, let's talk about uh, Adidas for uh, 2018, really three silos that you've got going here. and Walk us through each one and tell us about them. Yeah, really exciting way to organize the line. You can see the logos up here on the board. Um, we have the performance line first and foremost. And if you think about Adidas as a company, we're all about innovation and performance. And we've always been that way. You know, we always use the Olympics as a key platform to launch new technologies. So from athletes like Muhammad Ali to Jesse Owens, it's always been a, a brand that's resonated with the best athletes in the world. And for our performance line, there's no better product than the new two or three silos. 62.0. And the Tour 360 is a franchise in golf footwear that's always you know, been the product where we put the most innovation, the most technology. And with the new one, it was so great to see Dustin Johnson the first week on tour go out at the Northern Trust, Trust and get a win. Um, it's got more stability. It's a little bit lighter, a little more flexible. We cleaned up the toe, so that overlay in the toe is gone. It's a nice distraction-free toe down. The leather's more premium. We added premium leather lining to the shoe. So a little more padding in the tongue. It's more comfortable. Um, it still looks really premium, looks really good. And uh, I 
I know we'll, we'll sell a lot of those. And what I'm also excited about in the 360 line is we expanded to a boa shoe and a knit shoe. And the prime knit shoe is just phenomenal. It jumps off the shelf. Prime knit allows it to be more breathable, more flexible, a little bit lighter, and it looks awesome on the shelf. So we've, our, our 360 lineup encompasses three models, all of which you see on tour throughout the year with different athletes. And the BOA, by the way, was uh, worn by John Rahm recently when he won to become number two in the world. Let's, let's just, before we go to the, move on to the other ones, just tell me a little bit about the, the input that you get from the tour players in designing and, and building these shoes. I say this every year, and some people still don't believe it, but getting an athlete to switch into a different footwear model is as hard as a new driver. Um, and in some ways it's harder because if you think about a golf shoe, it's got the performance angle. So it's got to fit, and every foot is different, right? So it's got to fit the foot, and then it grounds you, and it has to give you the stability and the grip. But also, it has to look good because it has to be a part of your outfit. So it's got the design angle, and it's got the performance angle, and they're both really unique. So we work with our athletes up to 16 months before retail intro. So I'll take shoes to, say, Dustin Johnson or Justin Rose very, very early in the process to see if I can get feedback from them on the angle of the shoe, the design lines, maybe some of the colors. And then as soon as we get a sample, we get it on their feet to make sure that they're giving us the feedback on, does it have enough grip? Does it have the stability? Are we headed in the right direction? Because um, we know if it performs for them, then everyone else will be, will be good to go. So I think you and I will be covered off well. <laughs> Dustin's got enough stability. All right. Let's move down the line then to, uh, to Addy Cross and Addy Pure and uh, tell us about those. Yeah, those are new brand extensions for us. And they, they actually go across apparel as well. Addy Cross is, is really exciting. So as you notice, golf apparel and footwear has changed. It's become more progressive. And the tour players that are winning are getting younger. And so the perception of what can be worn on a course is really kind of changed over the last few years. So Adicross is our way to be able to push style and progression forward. And it's really um, a lifestyle-driven product, but it absolutely has golf technology in it. You can go golf in this product. But the nice thing is if you're at the bar after your round or you're out and about, you're going to look like you're in one of the coolest tennis shoes you've ever seen. So it's, 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 you don't have to look like a golfer off the course. You can be in something that's as comfortable as a running shoe, something that's a little bit more progressive, and move through your life in comfort, even though you're still a golfer at heart. So that's what Adicross is all about. And our Adicross Bounce product is phenomenal. $120, bounce foam technology, really cool offset lace. Um, it's got plenty of stability, it's got forging technology and a spikeless outsole, so that's, that's ready to go wherever you want to go. Okay, the third member of our uh, trifecta here? Third member is in the Adipure family and really, really um, excited to say I worked with Justin Rose on the shoe and more closely with an athlete than, than ever before. So everything from sketch reviews to color reviews to first proto samples. Um, I went to Riviera earlier this year. We worked for eight hours with him testing the shoe with slow motion cameras. He really, uh, Justin's really um, he has a lot of proprioceptive um, thought processes during the swing, meaning he likes to know where his feet are, how close he is to the ground, and, and to feel what's going on. So it had to be close to the ground, yet have good cushioning in the heel, and be very flexible, and also have good traction. So he's very particular, he knows what he likes, and we needed to make sure this shoe worked for him. Um, and it's another one we're really excited. It has boost technology, and it's spikeless, but it's very premium in nature with that leather upper. So it, it's a product we haven't had before in our line. So I'm excited to see uh, consumers be able to, to grab that from us. You said slow motion video of the shoes. Tell me about that. It was a little awkward. You know, he's playing in a, a pro-am actually that day, and we had cameras between his legs taking pictures, and we wanted to go back and see how the shoe was flexing with his foot during the swing and make sure that he wasn't moving too far where it didn't have enough stability or torsionability. So we reviewed that with our product team, and um, he gave us feedback on heel height, and we looked at traction and if he was slipping. Um, so we do this. We do this for, for months on end, and at the end of the day, when a consumer goes up to buy it, they don't know all that happened, but what they benefit from is a shoe that performs in all conditions. 
Looks like you got uh, three good lines here for for 2018. Yeah, and we have the same in ladies as well. We have the performance Audi Pier and Audi Cross. We have something for everyone. Uh, our brand is on fire, and our market share is really strong right now. So we're we're very happy to say it's going to be a good 2018 for for Adidas Golf. The brand is on fire. It's not it's really, on fuego. It's not really on fire. Fire, literally speaking, it's just. <laughs> They're selling a lot of shoes, is what he means. Well, it's it's cool too to think that all the variety that that Mason just went through, and and even you look at their website. There's just so many different kinds of golf shoes that Adidas has uh, out, out there. It used to be the old days, you know, you'd have like one style of golf shoes, and they weren't very cool or weren't very funky. Now they, you can say they're they're pretty cool. And that mm-hmm. eight hours of video, <laughs> watching Justin Rose walk around on a golf course, that's pretty cool. Um, so there is a lot more. It's technology and it's and it's fashion. So it's you have to put both in there. And it's something that you'd never think of, like for for shoes. Like yeah, I, I remember the the first time I heard that interview, I was I was, I was flabbergasted. Really, it was eight hours to, to fit your <laughs> exactly. your golf shoes. But exactly. it, it's it's an amazing process they go through. I'd love to see it personally. Just it's, to, and it's interesting because you and I were just talking as that interview was playing off off uh, mic. Where you were saying, you know, you're wearing a more traditional golf shoe today or something. And I, you were saying, I would never wear like the Justin Rose. And I said, well, that's all I'm wearing. Yeah, so yeah. It's, uh, there's, it's, it's a lot of different styles, but obviously it's got to perform first and foremost. Yeah, performance is, is the big thing. And, and uh, you know, for people that, you know, like, like to get their fashion game on point, the, the shoes look really cool. And, and they're, they're shoes that you can really wear off the golf course as well. Like it's not like just like a, a one horse pony sort of thing. You, you could wear these going, going anywhere really. So, uh, are you a white shoe guy? I, I am. I like to match the, uh, the shoes to the belt. That <laughs> oh. is, that is my go-to. Yeah. The shoes in the belt. You have that many. So you're, you've got that many pairs of shoes. You can well, that, I, you you know, know, I, I typically, belts? I typically have actually, actually, uh, I have a belt from Adidas that is reversible. Ah, one side's white, one side's black. So it'd be kind of cool. You could just wear a black shoe and a white. There shoe. you go. <laughs> and then at nine holes, switch your belt around. Honestly, if if I have a, a bad front nine, uh, I've done this actually once where I've changed my shirt after nine holes. Really? I'm just a little, because you had a bad nine. Yeah, I'm a little superstitious. That's a little weird. It, it was like four years ago. Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> How about you? Are you a white or a white uh, white you know, shoe, black shoe? I'll admit, I get sent a lot of shoes yes. to try, and, yes. and and they give us a lot of shoes. And my, I got I got some still in the boxes, and they always seem to send me white shoes. But I'm kind of more like a black shoe guy. Are you? Yeah, okay. I, I prefer darker shoes. Yeah. But listen, for the price, I'll wear them. I give a lot of them away, actually. Right. So after I try them and make sure that they're you know comfortable, we do a little review and put some stuff up. But I find it fascinating the stuff that goes into golf shoes now. Mm-hmm. Even the, the the spikes. I can. I mean, when I was first starting to cover this thing, they were still metal spikes. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's funny. That's the most interesting thing that you that you when you go to a PGA Tour event. There's still, I think there's about twenty to twenty five percent of guys who still wear metal spikes. Yeah. They're special orders. But it's that sound you hear when they walk on pavement. Isn't that crazy? I used to hear that all the time, of course, everywhere. Like crunching, but now you yeah. hear a little crunching sound mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and some of the you know, the reason they brought those green spikes in was because they saved the greens, obviously. Mm-hmm. They were a little more less damage on the greens. But now some of them are so aggressive. They are. Some of those uh, spikes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can still do some damage on the green if you're not careful. So you got to watch your feet. But do you match the shoes to the belt? That is the main question. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wear the white belt you, know, you don't do the white belt what's the old adage you're supposed to be if your age or your waistline are under 30 that's when you can wear a white belt oh okay okay or 32 okay. maybe but, okay uh, that's, i've got a couple of years left yeah you're good you're yeah. good and i'll, I'll uh, off the lose some lbs to when i turn 30 but <laughs> I, that, that's actually, my okay. belt is about 30 my waist size is so skinny but <laughs> anyway uh listen it's going to be a crummy a crummy day tomorrow in the gta rain and stuff but after yes. that looks like it's going to be sunny and hot through the canada day weekend except for monday 
chance of a thunderstorm yeah. on Monday. So if you're going to play this weekend, if you're going to play Friday, maybe skip off a little early. Ooh, I like that. Uh, high of 26. Uh, but Saturday, Sunday, it's going to be high of 29, feel like 38 mm. if you're in the GTA. So it's going to be a smoking hot Canada Day weekend. So stay cool or play early or do something like that. Ball's going to fly forever, too, which is always good. <laughs> That's always good, too. We can always use a little extra distance. Yep. All right, when we come back, we're going to wrap up this edition of Golf Talk Canada. We'll reveal the Muskoka Bay winner, and we will also uh, tell you about 20 weeks of Taylor. Yes. Because there's still time to enter. Of course. All that and more when we come back. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit muskokabayresort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Final segment here. And it's, it's the time. final countdown. <laughs> and it's time for me to come clean. <laughs> So yesterday, I was playing at my golf course at Weston, and on the fifth hole, uh, I was 190 out and... Eight iron. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the hole, the green kind of sits down a little bit, so you can't really see the green. You can see the top of the flag. And over to the right, the guys ahead of us were walking up the hill. So I see them walking up the hill, and I think, okay, that's good. I'm good to go. So I tee off. Or not TF. I hit my shot, my little hybrid, and I hit this hybrid. I never hit a hybrid very well. Well, I hit this one really you well. You nuke this thing, yeah. And just as it let go and started to soar in the air, Uh-oh. the fourth member of the crew oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. appeared. He was still there. <laughs> oh, no. And this ball was right at him. Oh, and I yelled no. and I yelled and I yelled and I hit him. I've never hit a guy oh. on the golf course before. And I didn't just hit any guy. I hit a guy who was 87 years oh, old. Oh, no. And, uh, and I went off on a sprint to catch him. Now, it, it hit him on the arm. He said it hit him on the arm and then hit him in the chest. I don't know if it like hit him full-on force yeah. or whatever, but he went down. And I thought maybe I'd killed him. Yeah. But thankfully, he played. He could finish his wow. round. He played. He missed a couple of holes. And oh. so, to Jim Graham, oh. I am so sorry. Oh. I, I, I was a disaster for the rest of the yeah. day. And I went and checked on him. I called the pro shop, and they checked on him. And he was fine, but still, oh man, I got to be more careful than that. So I apologize to that. And just a lesson there, because, I mean, it's, it could have been very serious, obviously. But oh. I saw the guys go up the hill, but I didn't see four. I should have counted up, wait, waited for four. They were kind of obstructed oh. by a tree, but... I'm completely at fault, but have you ever hit anybody? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, I came close a couple of years ago, and I, I've got a pretty loud voice when I yell, so I, I, I think my, my four call is, is pretty on point, and I, I yelled like six times, and thankfully the guy ducked because wow. it, it was snap-hooking and snap-hooking at a, at a rapid pace, but not yet. Knock on wood. A good, the, on the good side, uh, my ball was going long, and this guy stopped it and put it back <laughs> right by the side of the green. So well, it's, 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 it, like You watch the PGA Tour. There's so many times where the ball hits someone in the head, and, <laughs> yeah. and they don't even go down, and the ball just bounces back in the fairway. It's, I remember the RBC Canadian Open when Tiger was there uh, at Glen Abbey, and he hit a guy in the eighth hole, I'll never forget this, hit him right in the head, solid, bang in the head, ball goes into the fairway. The guy wasn't even cut, nothing. 
And uh, wow, yeah, that was a really strange one. So oh. anyway, uh, do we have a winner? We've got someone to go play Muskoka Bay. We have someone to go play Muskoka Bay, and his name, Mr. Frederick Nicholson. You are the lucky winner. Uh, our team here at Golf Talk Canada will send you uh, a note at some point very soon, and you will get to go play Muskoka Bay. Fine golf course, one of the top ten golf courses in Canada. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I must give before we a, a quick shout out to Mama Skull, who we've mentioned uh, several yes. times on the show, uh, who had to give twenty four shots uh, in a match today at Bayview Golf and wow. Country Club. That's a lot of shots. And she won the match after twenty four holes. Overtime. Overtime. Wow. Wow. Good. Good playing, Mama Skull. Yeah. So the cardiovascular was tested there, but you so know. she continues on. She goes. She to the continues next level, on. It's a, it's another major championship for her. Oh, she's. Is this the winner? This is the final. She won. Or no, she no. It's it's one like of match the match play. It's some sort of match play. Okay. I I, I, I should have been more prepared. I I don't know <laughs> what event it is. After twenty four holes, that's, that's that's enough. That's a grind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, PGA Tour is playing this week in Washington D.C. for the final time at this tournament. Yep. Uh, this event will no longer exist. The National Quick and Loan. National, whatever you want to call it. Uh, five Canadians in the field. David Hearn is going to tee off at 732. In the very next group, Corey Connors at 744. Nick Taylor at 1232. Adam Hadwin at 1256. And Ben Silverman will tee off at 208. Five Canadians given a run there. And uh, on the LPGA Tour, major championship, of course, the LPGA KPMG Women's Championship. Five Canadians in the field as well. Brooke Henderson teeing off at 120. Elena Sharp at 910. This is on Thursday, of course. Brittany Marchand, AC Tangate, 230. And Maude Leblanc at 240. Uh, I will quickly point out that there are four Canadians teeing it up this week at the Lincoln Land Championship presented by LRS in Springfield, Illinois. Mm. Is that... Wonder if that's the Simpsons Springfield. Well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, there are is Ryan Yip and Adam Svensson and Albin Choi and go. Sean Harlington and oh sorry five and Stuart McDonald. Uh, looks like Mike Weir is going to take the week off on this one. Mm. And we have uh, as well some other housekeeping uh, duties. Twenty weeks of TaylorMade obviously continues next week on Golf Talk Canada TV. We're giving away six dozen Project A golf balls. And you know how you can win those six do- six dozen golf balls? How can you do that, Bob? You all you have to do is subscribe to our YouTube channel. So wow. you go to YouTube and you f- and you put in the Golf Talk Canada in the search bar, hit subscribe. You'll get all our videos from the TV show. Yep. They're broken down. You don't have to watch the whole show all no. at once. You get winners weird and what. You might get that. Yep. You might get a Mark Zucchino rant. Yes, many of those. You might get Mark Zucchino talking about his trip to Scotland where yes. he is right now <laughs> um, or something like that. And you can win. And the grand prize, the grand prize dun, on this dun, thing dun. at the end of it, because we're going to give away prizes every week, but at the grand prize at the end of, of the Years, well, not the end of the year, it's about six, seven weeks. Left, Another six or seven like weeks now, yeah. It's an $8,000 value. You're going to get a complete through the bag fitting experience from TaylorMade mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a Stewart X9 Moto Caddy. Mm-hmm. This is the deluxe model. Yeah, the top and, of the line. Oh, wow. It is a really cool Moto Caddy. Mm-hmm. It's something mm-hmm. uh, special. So if you, if you want, it's probably the next best thing to having a caddy. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. It's an amazing way to play golf. So uh, the value of $8,000. Go to our YouTube channel, subscribe. And Bob, are you playing any? Uh, you going to hit any more people on the golf course uh, later <laughs> yeah. in the week? Uh, any more golf plan for you? I'm hoping to. Uh, I'm going to wear my hard hat uh, <laughs> when I go out there because I'm sure. I'm sure those guys will be gunning for me. Uh, I am going to play golf. Hopefully on the weekend. I'm going to play Friday afternoon. Maybe don't there tell the go. bosses. I'm going to uh, skip out no, a little early. I won't do that. And I got a game Saturday. Wow. Uh, on tour. Like, yeah, it looks like, well, i got to get all my golf, and I have not, I haven't played no <laughs> played golf. No I've golf. played three rounds this year, three, four rounds kind of this year. Oh. So it's been uh, it's been a bit of a struggle. I know you play a little bit more. Mike, uh, Mike Mark Zucchino's already, he landed at like 2 o'clock today in Scotland. He's already played four rounds probably. And now, so as a Zucchino watch, it's 
1.53 a.m. in Scotland, uh, just visualizing for tomorrow. Who knows? Who knows <laughs> what he's like, doing? <laughs> what else you are about? How about you? You got weekend plans? Uh, I, I've got a uh, golf game planned uh, Monday uh, late afternoon, so hopefully the, uh, the weather holds off. Thunderstorms will be gone by then. Uh, to everybody, happy Canada Day out there. Enjoy your golf. We've got a lot of great golf in this country. I was just going to say the famous Aquino line, but keep going. Uh, I'll throw it to you to go and, yes. <laughs> and enjoy your golf rounds. And uh, I'll say my line first. Hit it long and straight, folks. And, and remember, folks, the first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. Thanks for listening, everybody. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.ca.